0: Shut up, I love it. Shut
1: up. I love it.
2: Shut up. And now, welcome to the stage, the beautiful Shut Up, I Love It. (laughs) This is Shut Up, I Love It. I'm Joe Cabello. I'm here with host
0: Sasha Feiler. And welcome, everyone. Today, we have a very special guest. But first, we'll explain to you what this podcast is. It's a podcast where we invite a guest to talk about something underrated, underappreciated, underseen, underheard, undersmelled, under the sun. Underwear. (laughs) Joe, why don't you introduce today's guest?
2: Yes, we're very excited to have our guest today. She is a writer, performer, and co-host of the Trashy Trashy podcast. Go sub right now while you listen to this. It's Erica Curry. What's going on?
1: Hello, I'm fresh off a of work day and ready to talk about this movie.
2: <laughs> Let's do it. This is going to be fun. Why don't you tell everybody what this movie is? You already spoiled it for them, that it's a movie. Dead.
0: People already narrowed down all the choices that the podcast <laughs> episode can be about two movies. So what movie is it?
1: This is 1999's Drop Dead Gorgeous.
2: Wow. Lovely. Drop
0: Dead Gorgeous.
2: And this What a is, film. Uh, yeah, how would you describe the film for everybody?
1: It's a mockumentary about a small-town beauty pageant in Minnesota and the happenings and the deception and death toll that comes Ooh. in the beauty pageant industry.
0: Death toll is the best part. Yeah. I'm going to go right ahead and say that I fucking love this movie. So oh, if you wow. see me That's gushing That's a big wave on,
1: of
2: it's love. A, it's a big, yeah. If I you I not even hold it back
0: i i can't like i usually do but like i don't know if that's a good thing this time i'm all about the gushing gushing and gushing and so i loved this film and there's so much death toll and it came at such a surprise and let's just talk about it some more because it was so good
2: uh, sasha's excited erica what would you say because obviously sasha this is the first time so you for those l- for new and li- old listeners, Sasha is so not wanting us to spoil things most of the time. <laughs> Today's it's, it's a vestigial trait from uh, the old "Shut Up, I Love It" podcasts episodes. Yeah. But I came in, I was like, no, we have to share our thoughts. But we usually share. Wait at least two more minutes, Sasha. At but least you two more minutes. Wait. I couldn't
0: you wait. Couldn't I, wait. I, I, I once I heard death Tall, I got excited.
2: Yeah. So. Even though Sasha obviously loves this, what category of "Shut Up, I Love It" would you uh, place this movie under, Erica? I have my own ideas.
1: I think that it's completely underappreciated. hmm It only has a forty-six on Rotten Tomatoes. Incredible. stupid. It's, it should be quoted like Anchorman. It should be quoted like Zoolander. Mm-hmm. Like I think because it had like a female focus that it's not up there in those like upper echelons mm. of like comedies that we quote, but from start to finish, you hit play and I can quote this movie end to end. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I think it has that quotable potential, like those old school comedies that were coming out in the late nineties, early 2000s. And especially
2: mm-hmm. the, the rich mockumentary uh, heritage, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally agree. Uh, it's, and Sasha, did you know about this movie beforehand?
0: I heard the name, and uh, because it sounds and because of the cast, it makes you fe- think that it's like a rom com. I don't know. Like, if you just like don't know anything about it, you're like, oh, it's a rom com, and I will never watch it unless it's for this podcast. So I actually went in thinking it's one of those, and I mm. was very, you know, ready for a heavy, heavy. <laughs> watch because i don't <laughs> like to watch rom-coms but um yeah so that's why i've never seen it i just heard the name and i was like that's not for me uh but then like when i told my husband he's like oh yeah like he knew right away what it's about so it's obviously i had to check with him like if it's famous enough and i guess it is because he knew right away what it is um
1: yeah it's it it has like a cult underground mm-hmm. kind of following Particularly with like women in the queer culture, like the queer community, it definitely has like a bigger following there.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'd never heard of it at all, and given the talent behind it too—not just uh, the actors, but writer and director, like uh, Mm
0: -hmm. uh, and the gaffer.
2: Then the gaffer is great. Michael Patrick Jan directed (laughs) it, and from the state and Reno 911, like huge uh, uh, TV credits
0: and the, the lady who wrote it i think is pretty
1: famous yeah, yeah. lana
2: williams also like i a lot of iconic uh writing work going on mm-hmm. with her
1: she was on the drew carey show correct or she wrote for the drew carey show yeah
2: uh, a lot of credits like a scout's guide to the zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. writer what shark tale writer what's going on there these are big big films right
1: <laughs> additional dialogue um, Easter egg that I never noticed before when I rewatched it recently was that uh, Thomas Patrick Lennon is the do- voice of the documentarian. Yeah. Mm. And the tie-in to the state and the director, I put it all together, but it uh, I'd never caught that before.
0: Erica, how many times do you think have you seen this film?
1: I would say... Fifty would be a safe estimate.
0: Now that's what I'm talking about. Like that's a fan of a topic for Shut Up, I love it. Because sometimes yeah. people come on and they're like, "I saw it twice," and I'm like, "Okay, I hope you liked it a lot." Uh, uh, Fifty w- as a conservative estimate is pretty great.
2: We'll watch the movie more mm-hmm. th- th- at that point if it's only <laughs> twice. We're like, we've exactly. seen it. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, I'm surprised this movie doesn't come up in conversation after seeing it because this is my first time and yeah it is iconic every line is great I think it's totally should be up there with all the mockumentaries that people do talk about when they talk about mockumentaries Uh, Mm -hmm. so I think this is one of those great hidden gems really
1: Uh, later on in the movie cops show up like the the film crew from cops (laughs) show up and then the documentarians and the cops guys like know each other and all are like introduce each other and I it's just it's chef kiss and
0: I think at some point one of the characters hopes that it's uh, the crew from cops yeah yeah so that was a callback when the cops uh, crew actually are we gonna shows be on up. cops <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, it's incredible that this film never became as famous as say the spinal tab or best in show and I wonder if it's because the cast is mostly women it's just interesting
1: yeah, that is my, like, gut reaction is that there was just, and, and it's about a, a beauty pageant, which is, like, so niche on its own, and people just kind of, like, disdain mm-hmm. the beauty industry and the pageant industry. But as a as a young kid that loved mockumentaries and also wanted to be in pageants, mm-hmm. I this was, like, it's as if they dropped the documentary crew in my hometown. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, wow. I grew up in a very small town. Like, Mount Rose makes my town look like a m- metropolis. Where did you grow up, Erica? I grew up in Sterling, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Population 600.
0: Very small town.
1: Very small town. Very much the, you know, the shri- the lazy Shriners won't take down the Frida sign. Like, we had that mayor. Like... <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, because it feels very specific, like, to... A certain type of town vibe whether it's like in that region or elsewhere uh mm-hmm. so it's not really something i know or understand but uh it was just a blast so was uh, that was that a big part of it when you first saw it like just kind of a connection to it
1: it's uh, so a similar feeling was when i watched king of the hill for the first time because mm-hmm. and that was around the same time but it was like did mike judge literally sit at our town corner and just write down people's names, like, write down the happenings (laughs) of our hometown. Like, uh, we had the small town beauty director, you know, beauty pageant director that was a complete narcissist. Like, we had, like, every element of, you know, the trailer trash people, The every element was so accurate. It was like, it blew my mind, because it was the first time I really felt like, Seen or heard in television was through the eyes of this movie.
2: That's very cool. And w- did you mention when you first saw it? Was it when it came out? or
1: I never saw it in theaters. It was a home video purchase. So we would go to the two towns over to the local video store because we it, didn't have a blockbuster. And
2: a nice little <laughs> HVP.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. Hometown video store. and video And purchase. we would rent it and... It was like a slumber party movie where mm-hmm. you just kept it.
2: Oh, yeah. It's like, what are we going to rent? Well, let's rent that one again because
1: mm-hmm.
2: we're going to have do a you good think,
0: time. You probably don't remember, Erica, but maybe you can um, guess what made you rent this movie in the first place. Did you know like, the actors and that's why you wanted to rent it? Did it seem like because it's a pageant topic that's why you wanted to watch it?
1: I just remember, um, you know, seeing the trailer for it on television, but my parents didn't take me to the theater to see it. Shout out. So I was like.
0: Shout out to your parents.
1: (laughs) Shout out to my parents. Bless their hearts. They did their best to to keep me out of entertainment industry and away from it. And I just like a moth to the flame. There I was. It happens. (laughs) So the minute I saw it, you know, in the, the video, the family video store, I was like, we have to rent this. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah and now I'm,
0: it's all history because you're still watching it every sounds like how many times a year
1: about twice a year mm-hmm. i okay. revisit it mm-hmm.
2: and spreading it like a virus to others oh. like a, um, a home video purchase virus like an hvp virus
0: <laughs> keep saying it I, lies, lies I see, yeah.
2: the uh the rating too really baffles me because i have maybe two qualms with this movie two criticisms and one of them i don't even think would apply at the time and that's like some of the stuff is a little dated humor is a little dated and rude by today's standards For it sure. does take a fair crack at everybody enough to kind of Smooth over that even Mm -hmm. on a Mm rewatch, and I think it even that last seven minutes drags a bit because she's already got the crown, and then there's this, uh, the whatever the real pageant is, at the end. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I'm kind of like, I feel done with the movie. At least it's still funny after that. But that's my. It's not Mm -hmm. even a real criticism because it's still good after that. But that being said, I feel like those are small. What do? What is wrong with? this to where it's getting a six to a seven on uh imdb stars and then like mm. a 50 percent on rotten tomatoes
1: it does not hold up some of the language that is used mm-hmm. and the stereotypes of people is a, like there is some offensive moments uh we definitely were not in a quote woke culture and in in, 20, in 1999 um, there is some accent work that is just it's, it's a little offensive but I don't think that's the criticisms that people have with mm-hmm. it I think um, I read a couple criticisms before the podcast and they were saying that like the jokes don't quite land and that, like, they don't quite hit the audience. Like, Joe don't and
0: I the right just audience. made the same face. And I'm interrupting you just because it was hilarious. We both were like, yes. no way. Those <laughs> yeah, jokes like, land in forward.
2: <laughs> in what world do they not Those land?
1: Those jokes land. I mean, like, perfectly land.
2: You know, I think this is, though, a, a lot sharper even than a best in show. As I like it a lot jokes. more.
0: I'm 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 throwing it down. I I like it a lot more than Best in Show.
2: It has because I think Best in Show is obviously funny, and uh, I think it's just hard not to use that as a comparison. Yeah. Classic. Um, but it's so character based versus like a Thirty Rock style that's character based and just and kind just of every expert line, joke,
0: every line crafts,
2: crafting. So mm-hmm. I almost feel like in some ways a lot of the things stylistically were over people's heads and if this came out in 2011 mm-hmm. 10 years after the tragedy that's unrelated to the movie then it mm-hmm. would be much more beloved
0: This pod- mm-hmm. our podcast shut up I love it has a history of uh, using 911 As a marker for before and after times. I don't know if the COVID is going to change this for our podcast. It might. Well, that's just one more (laughs) integer
2: to deal with.
0: Um, You know, just to quickly go back to offensive language and stereotypes in this film... It wasn't it was as abundant as it could be at that point, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, who am I to judge? But, like, just the amount of things that I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait, wait, don't, don't, don't say that word. It wasn't too bad, like, for that right. time. Because this, this podcast, again, our podcast, have had movies come on where it, it has higher ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. And more offensive stuff is happening. But people just go, like, well, comedy doesn't age well.
2: Yeah. Well, it's like, because it's all funny. You're like, Will Sasso is being really funny. You cannot deny how funny he's being, even though he's doing the most offensive portrayal you could do.
1: I I sat down and I went, oh, woof, I forgot. Like, you just forget (laughs) until you get into it. And then you're like, well, there, I mean, that's just Mm -hmm. the character. And some of the language around his character Mm -hmm. is, it just it just didn't age well. It's not the way we we speak about people, but yeah.
2: For other than to, that, and to be clear, to the audience, he plays someone uh, with a, a mentally challenged person, but is playing it very much in like hard R '90s comedy mm-hmm. style. But he's basically nailed the assignment.
1: Yes, yes.
0: I uh, think it's time to tell our listeners that we'll go into the spoiler land, which we already started spoiling. We'll probably get even more spoily at this point so let's just talk Mm. like broad strokes what this movie is about and why is it different from like to me again like the death toll like what else is there uh as we talk about this film we can dive in
2: yeah i'm uh curious erica with like i can see why you like this movie you know with the uh the regionality of it the um the pageant but then the big thing is this you know death toll this (laughs) killing that's going on was that like a big draw? What, what what part in your heart does that part of the movie hold?
1: So the first character to, to meet their demise is Tammy Curry. And she is president <laughs> right. of the Lutheran Sisterhood Gun Club. She is, you know, track star. She is the class president. And I was like, oh, that's that's literally me. My last name is Curry. <laughs> I was almost Tammy. It's like, amazing. I, this character is like... <laughs> is who I am and like riding around on a tractor like check them up like check all the boxes and I was like that's me and so when she dies in the first like 15 minutes you you're like whoa obviously there's another character vehicle like somebody else is driving this ship but Uh, And a
0: giant explosion, so she dies.
1: A giant explosion (laughs) on a tractor. It's
2: a great shot too, because it shows her going over this rolling hill and then Mm -hmm. she disappears. And I'm thinking, that's an interesting shot. Then Mm -hmm. I'm like, she's gonna die. And then (laughs) she does. No, you did,
0: oh my God. It was
2: like, not even that, like a full second before it happened, but I was just Mm -hmm. thinking like, why would they choose this shot? Oh, cause explosion.
0: As she's she saying, uh, nothing can stop me, just me.
1: Yeah, and then Nothing can stop me, just me. <laughs> and then the, the way it cuts to the small town cops and they're like, oh, the curry girl? Shit, no. She was uh, smoking and driving is what we found. And, you know, it's just like the small town detectives are, I mean, th- we cut to them a couple times, but they're just like such a time capsule of... Mm that small town mentality of like, we don't have a job to do and we're not going to do a job.
0: (laughs) So she's the first dead body of the film. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, to make it clear to the listeners who haven't seen the film, if you just look at like, from Bird's point of view, the idea is just the pageant. The pageant is a big deal and we track different characters as they prepare for the pageant and the pageant takes place and the fallout from the pageant is basically that—that's the story. But there's all this crazy stuff is going around it, like the death toll. So who is the second person, the second body in the film? Uh,
1: yeah, I don't remember his name. It—it um, it just escaped me. But uh, it's the show. The the richest girl in town is uh, Denise Richards' character. So
2: pretty. Um, so pretty
1: so gorgeous oh my
2: gosh be still my heart those teeth <laughs>
1: becca insane those
0: teeth oh, Ann Lehman. those eyebrows oh my god
2: everything mm-hmm. tammy mm-hmm. and the t-rex goes go watch that one too if you're not familiar for a similar era denise uh
1: so becca ann lehman is the you know the rich girl and the daughter of the pageant director and so uh, she's flirting with, you know, the the lead, you know, the all star athlete of the school. But he obviously has a crush on Kirsten Dunst's character
0: because she's a girl next door.
1: And she's I mean, she's the quote trailer trash, but she is she is the girl next door. Like she's gorgeous, but like isn't trying to be so mm-hmm. done up and pretty. She's
2: Mary Jane Watson.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: and her eyebrows are definitely more like toned down
1: very 90s mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. almost
2: non-existent would you say
0: <laughs> yeah yes. but in a good way
2: Cromagnon magnon Ridge-esque mm-hmm. perhaps <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh er- and I'm I was surprised by everybody in it that they reveal around this time too right like uh um gosh Amy Brittany Adams, Amy Murphy, uh, uh, Amy Adams, Brittany Murphy of course but uh, like it was one after the other of murderers row of actresses who are like on HBO specials now or would.
1: Mhm. Uh, Amy Adams was a local hire. Whoa. That was like one of her big starts. Wow.
0: I mean, she's Cause n- they, she's nothing like the Amy Adams we know her from the sci-fi movie. What is it? Uh, like
1: Arrival. Arrival.
0: It's a good movie, guys. Check it out too. <laughs> Nothing (laughs) like that. (laughs) Nothing like that. If you were
2: expecting it, don't expect (laughs) it.
0: But I mean it's just insane cast. Yeah. So um, to go back to the death, so this dude, right, is hitting on Kristen Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. I always say it wrong. That's just what I do for a living. And we're like, okay, maybe there's like a little romance, he's gonna pick her up, right? On on a Friday night or Mm -hmm. something like that. And what happens? We cut to. Uh,
1: cut to, so Kirsten Dunst's character, Amber, works in a mortuary doing hair and makeup on the deceased. Oh, it's
0: the best. It's great. So she
1: know. can practice her tapping talent oh. while she's putting on makeup on the deceased. And so the, oh. the documentary crew catches up with her at work, and they sneak up on her, and she's like, you uh, you never sneak up on the living. That's how Mr. Mr. Larson's son learned the hard way. He's buried next to my grandma. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they catch up, and Brett, the the, the guy character, has uh, taken it right between the eyes.
0: Hunting season. He was going to go
1: hunting. It's a
0: hunting huntin season, season. Which they do mention in this little exchange at the cafeteria because she's like, oh, it's just so busy at work uh, because you know, hunting season. And yeah, so the casualness
2: a of, <laughs> of the death from that is great. The
1: casualness is so good. It's so good. And
2: that's how he died.
1: Uh, and earlier in the movie, so uh, Rebecca Ann Lehman is the vice president of the Lutheran Sisterhood Gun Club, and we cut like when we meet her, she's at the shooting range, and she's shooting deadhead, like just right in the head, not like at the target on the chest. Like she's taking only headshots, so you know the the implication is there.
2: Yeah, if it it says it's her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though spoilers it's not but i i think it kind of we as people who uh watch a lot of movies and you've seen this movie a lot of times i think it's like anytime you know it's the killer that you, that early it's not the killer mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: can we just mention christy alley and how good she is in it
1: kirstie oh my alley. god
0: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i have no idea but well, she's great christy
1: is so so good she's i mean the accent work the way she is is Mm -hmm. so natty to mindy sterling's character Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like i mean it's it's literally you i'm not gonna say her name on the podcast but the woman from my hometown that runs (sighs) our pageants it's as if they just did a documentary about her
0: oh Oh, my god it's crazy that you're not just connecting erica to this small town vibe but the very specificity of the pageant like it's like Mm -hmm. it was a big part of your life Uh,
1: miss sterling miss tiger was you know the thing that everybody in my small town wanted to do it was scholarship opportunity it was a path out Mm -hmm. um i as a reigning miss tiger uh, (laughs) passed down the crown you know uh but yeah, I I won, you know, $1,500 in scholarships what? from doing the pageant. That's
0: more than $75 that, Ki- that Kirsten Dunst won. <laughs>
1: That's true. Way more.
2: That's more than I've made in some years <laughs> working in the entertainment yeah. industry.
0: Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> oh so yeah what a cast what a cast i can never i, I can't say half of their names because the, the, the kirstie christie yeah there's
2: too many kirstie christie's it's way really. too many but that's my like, other criticism my that's third my
0: only criticism <laughs> this movie. but let's talk about more dead bodies because they uh, are like the best and part
2: may i just mm-hmm. interject yeah. about the personal connection mm-hmm. i had a lot of flashbacks to a personal connection as i was watching this movie that i completely didn't think i would have Dead bodies? And it's, it's the dead bodies, yes. <laughs> uh, I shot a man in the, the head. Uh, <laughs> oh. I actually judged a, a beauty contest. It <gasps> was, um, oh gosh, why do I not remember what city it was for? It's a city right sa- outside of L.A. Miss city of industry. Like, so, uh, around there. <laughs> Whittier. I forget. God, why do I forget? Uh, Miss Camarillo. something. Cerritos. We're closer. We're really... Orange. G- I bet if I just search on my Instagram real quick, because I follow them. I'm not a creep. It's Do just
0: it. <laughs> and meanwhile, Eric uh, and I will talk about... Miss Southgate. Bo-
2: oh. Miss Southgate. I judged wow. Miss Southgate. Uh, when was that? Friend of the show, Jesse Esparza, <laughs> was the MC. Nice. Um, this was maybe, I think, three years ago. Uh, and... We had to interview the girls, just like you see in the movie, where they, you ask questions. And I completely forgot I, I did that, and uh, doing the How pageant. I
0: high were you that you don't remember Well, anything. to be honest,
2: there were some, uh, like, family tragedies that happened around the same exact Multiple? time. would well, <laughs> like, when a, a big thing wow. happened around the time uh, that kind of, like, was more the marker of that time. Yeah. But uh, that's why I think I don't really remember a lot of the details. But um, it was, like, very awkward, like, looking across at a 16-year-old girl and being like, tell us how you're going to make the world a better place. <laughs> and, being, <laughs> and knowing, like, you're not going to do anything.
1: Yeah. Um, one time in a pageant, they asked me who would, who I would trade places with, in the like, who I would want to be. Mm, good question. And I just, like out of the top of my head said paris hilton and then i went shit oh. like
2: <laughs> mentally shit
1: shit 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 let me walk that back <laughs> uh and then i was like to have her um to have her fame and platform but to use it for good nailed it oh i miss tiger miss tiger oh. i mean they could they put the crown on my head in the interview Damn. that's a so good strategy
2: good. be like uh, hitler that way, I could not do what he did. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, That was a great second beat. If it was a very short Herald, yeah. you just killed it, Joe.
2: And everybody loves a very short Herald.
0: <laughs> Nobody wants to have a long Herald to look at. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, I still want to go back to the dead bodies because I celebrated them. I, have to, I should say that I watched the movie today. So it's very fresh. Mm-hmm. It's, it's right there. It's like at the tip of... I have my frontal cortex. My it's frontal still cortex in the lobe. D- it's in
2: the jelly of the lobe.
0: <laughs> my amygdala has nothing to do with it. It's all like right there at the edges. So, who was the next dead body? If you re- if you recall, Erica.
1: Um, so, what happens is Amber Atkins, Kirsten Dunst's character, trades places with another character who's uh, really into sign language, and, then- and so she switches you know, numbers with her mm-hmm. and when she's doing her rehearsal, a light drops and knocks the girl in the head. And that was meant for Amber Atkins.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. And that girl but, had really a great like everything about her. She yeah. I would say deserves to win as much as anybody else. Shh,
0: super uh, skilled.
1: But the 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 knock to the head made her deaf which she was really happy cuz her mission was to spread sign language all over the world <laughs> and she was
0: like she had like a little bit of a fetish i would say for deaf like because she was like on yeah. one hand she really wanted yeah to spread the s- sign language which she was really good at it seemed to me at least at it but then on the other hand like she was like obsessed with like meeting deaf babies and like she just wanted like to be in that world of non hearing people and be and so she got the chance to become one
1: for sure, yeah. It was a bit of a fetish, fetishization. Yeah. Uh, going back to the judges, though, oh. uh, like when we when we meet who the judges are, they all somehow have times ties to the Lehman family. So one is <laughs> the the Rebecca Ann Lehman, Denise Richards' character is like her dad's assistant. The other uh, got hired by the dad to do something, and the third is just a complete. Creep. Like Perf, the Joe of the judging panel, pedo. As,
2: <laughs> Which as Joe English- are we talking about? <laughs> Joe Pishkabar. Where is he?
0: As a, an English person would say a pedo, a
1: complete pedo. Yeah, he's yeah. a
0: total pedo. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's just like there with the camera, almost jerking off.
2: They get the on time. him a lot too. He like. <laughs> I think he gets, like, 15 jokes in a row that are all just him, like, leering (laughs) with very little space in between. They really wanted to bury that character.
0: Which is a great example of, yes, on one hand, this movie fucked up with some stereotypes, uh, including Asian stereotypes.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: On the other hand, this was the time for them to not be afraid to be really what it was, black comedy, like, really dark, just comedy comedy of you know no there's this guy who is a pervert recording this young woman on camera probably jerking off at home to it and there's no repercussion it's just something just like funny and i i love it for the, this movie for that because mm. it's because it is funny it's fucking funny like the way <laughs> the way he is is cuz he's like <laughs> very self-aware and he's very um paranoid that people know that he's a pedo so he's (laughs) constantly (laughs) he's the first one to bring up that i'm not that (laughs) like he's like that's not what i'm i'm not recording this is the only reason i'm doing (laughs) it is, and he has the reason that's like not a pedo reason oh yeah the
1: greatest sin is not being funny Mm -hmm. and this movie is funny at every every joke to me lands every stereotype is dated but it it still doesn't commit the cardinal sin of not being funny. Mm-hmm. I like yeah.
2: that. Yeah, even the 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 Japanese parents who are the foster parents, which and that I think it like really uh, edges a line. It's still like this is so ludicrously funny. Mm-hmm.
0: The concept is pretty funny, like yeah, but um, I can see how it wouldn't work today.
2: Yeah, it, uh, it, even that one just that really, especially today, where we're being uh, especially to the asian communities more sensitive mm -hmm. it's still like god damn it you're getting me you son of a bitch and what's funny about
0: it is that as an you know i'm not to identify of course with somebody who's um of asian uh uh heritage but more as an immigrant like the obsession with america can come to the point where you become obsessed with like Mm -hmm. very ridiculous American things Mm -hmm. and so they are obsessed with like making their uh, daughter their white daughter that they adopted perform a cowboy routine like a very cheesy (laughs) like western routine so Mm
1: -hmm. that's
0: like as a concept it's very funny no matter who the immigrant parents would be
1: right right Exactly, it's the that that nugget of truth of like, oh, we're hyper American. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the immigrant experience of like we're hyper American, mm-hmm. and we're obsessed with this. Like, it's that kernel of truth that makes it. S- I mean, I don't explain what funny is to you all, but like, what it's is just funny? That, what is funny? <laughs> Let's get into that. Uh, but it's just it's the truth of it mm-hmm. that that kind truth of gives it the pass.
0: Yeah, the book we'll never read.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we're like the title and we keep bringing it up on this podcast because it is truth and comedy um yeah and i can't remember well oh no there's more death coming coming our way and they really like the stuff. oh my god death. in
1: the best in the best way so spoiler alert but rebecca ann lehman wins the pageant and kirsten dunce amber atkins gets second place so the next day is a parade mm-hmm she gets a $75 scholarship <laughs> Scholar to the vo-tech of her choice. <laughs> and so the next day is the parade and uh, Christy Alley's character is like get up on that. S- There's a giant swan parade float that the dad had made in Mexico.
0: Mexico, as they call it. Mexico, as <laughs> he calls Friends
2: it. Friends of the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that is how the character calls it. All mm-hmm. over and over.
2: And, and oh, and, his line where he says, "I always tell them I'll pay them in tacos." They love it, and you're like, "They don't."
1: They absolutely <laughs>
2: they, do. They not. really do not. <laughs>
1: uh, the dad has an, uh, another great line earlier in the movie where he goes, uh, "Do you like?" He's a furniture salesman, and he's like, "Do you like this unit?" And he like grabs his his genitals, and he's like, <laughs> "The farmers like that one." And he's like, "No, they don't." <laughs> So uh, Rebecca Ann Lehman is complaining that the, the swan float smells like gasoline and Kirstie Alley's character is explaining that uh, the swan is supposed to look like it's it's floating on a on a pond so she's lighting these like little sparklers all around it and Kirsten Dance has one of the funniest lines to me where she's like, this is how I pictured it choking on the belly of uh, swan gas like Mm-hmm. That's how she pictures dying is like choking on the belly of swan gas. And then boom lights her up. Rebecca and Lehman is combust. The whole float goes up in smoke.
2: It's such a violent explosion and <laughs> burns the thing. Like it's just wireframe within seconds. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: within seconds.
2: Her body is just nowhere to be found or seen
0: how do you guys feel about this heightening obviously the big bang at the end is a great heightening right of deaths but the very first one as funny as it is that death is also an explosion do you think it's because they're almost like uh foreshadowing another explosion but then there's like other mm-hmm. deaths in between yeah because i think it's, it's sister
2: sister deaths it's, it's the come up and you you exploded mm-hmm her mm-hmm. so you get exploded because
0: i would say equally giant ex- <laughs> equally giant explosion i would say um uh, we just from a very far away in that ex- establishing shot for the tractor where uh tammy curry died mm-hmm. but like equally huge explosion right <laughs> yeah. okay, this movie has way more explosions than a any normal beauty pageant sh- movie has. It, they're funny. For sure.
2: They're really funny.
1: <laughs> oh, so, uh, if you're gonna die, that, that's the way to go out, I guess.
2: Fast <laughs> with a high heat explosion. Uh, if you're familiar with the movie *McGruber*, there's a great explosion <sighs> death in that. One of the best films of all Just time. Just very funny. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, of course, we should mention um, the best friend of Kirsten Dunst's mom is played by Allison Allison,
1: Janney who is
0: really good in
1: this she said she gets more fans talk to her about Drop Dead Gorgeous than the West Wing
0: wow sorry (laughs) Aaron Sorkin sorry fan of of the show former topic of the show
2: yeah Yeah. she's really funny and the the mom is funny too with the the horrific beer Uh, melded into her hand
1: that's another explosion there's three explosions right let's
0: let's quickly recall recap the explosion that mom suffered which she's not really painfully suffering from she just more like adjusts to it right away the effects of it
1: (laughs) yeah so uh amber's working down at the boneyards is what she calls the the crematorium the cemetery Mm -hmm. preparation crematorium and uh Mr. Larson comes in and he's like there's uh, Loretta called there's been a fire and she's like oh no that's just my mom's code for bring home a packet of milk and or a carton of milk and a packet of Lucky's and he's like no there's there's been an explosion and so uh, she something her trailer park her trailer house explodes and it's captured on home video from like two kids trying to like make a music video and so she she yells she runs up and she's like mom mom and and the fire department's like are you family and she's like again another joke that probably wouldn't fly today but alice and janney's character's like no she's yelling mom because she has tourettes it's her kid of course like (laughs) and you see that she has a can of lee like her lee press on nails has melted a beer can (laughs) to her actual hand
2: and they don't skimp on showing it. It is in Ow. the foreground center frame for <laughs> so long. And I love that for it. Cause it's a more gruesome effect than in some horror movies that I watch. Yeah. And I love to see that kind of effect. I would love to, to see a horror movie where one character has that hand the entire <laughs> movie.
0: And she's just covered in like pretty gruesome burns as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. But don't worry, she saved her tap shoes by shoving them in her panties as she was getting ejected out of the trailer park.
0: You know, all these all this details in this film, they, it's very hard to, it's one of those films that, like, it makes sure you don't look away. I mean, there's so many movies, especially, you know, 20 years later from when this movie was made or 22 years later, there's just, like, we we can't watch. Look, I can't look at the screen constantly. Like, I look away. I, I'm like half watching. Like, if you just like watching by yourself, you're probably not going to watch 100%. This movie doesn't let you do it because you're like, I don't want to miss a single line. Mm-hmm. There's also like visual funny stuff that you're like, I don't want to miss a shot that I'm maybe like is making a joke about something as well.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just There's so like
0: dense. It's dense with jokes. The jokes ratio per page is insane
1: yeah it's got like on-screen text about like former winners that you want to make sure that you're always capturing uh the jokes yeah like jokes per page it must have been insane Mm -hmm. and i listened to an interview with the writer of the movie and she kind of is not a fan of like the final outcome like Mm -hmm. she
0: they never they never are
1: they never are Mm -mm. and uh they originally was it was going to be called dairy queens Okay. And I think like some of those jokes kind of got infused by the director and the script Mm. changed a little bit. And yeah, I listened to it and I was just like, you've literally written one of the most joke filled movies Mm -hmm. of all time. And you're unhappy. I I mean, I would die if if I had a sketch that was like a a tenth of what Mm -hmm. this this movie is Mm -hmm. to me.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, obviously, film is such a director's genre director's art compared to TV and I mean I just keep always feeling bad for the writers of movies because it's like out of their hands, their baby, they wrote it, it's out of their hands and Mm -hmm. then like a million people rewrite it and then it's not even, doesn't even look like anything that they wrote Mm -hmm. but it's like if it's good dude like which is really fucking great
2: but then again it's nobody knows it except for the true fans and it maybe didn't do so well when it first came out, so there might be a scar there. Uh, mm-hmm. But pretty much from joke number one, I, I was, like, buckled in. Mm-hmm. And that's what this movie does. You're like, oh, this is going to be a funny movie. It plants yeah. its flag really quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I quickly realized that it's not a rom-com starring Brittany Murphy that I'm watching. There's <laughs> Brittany Murphy in there, but... Um, It's not that it's it's a fucking just like spinal tap. It's a spinal tap. It's a it's a spinal tap with women. And it's very (laughs) funny.
1: That's high praise because spinal tap is one of my all time favorite movies. One of the best. Brittany Murphy's character is like so fun.
0: Oh, she's so good. Uh, Mm -hmm.
1: She's so good in it. So Brittany Murphy's character, uh, she's competing in the pageant because it's what you do if you're not a total fry. Uh, her quote and uh, her parents only had her because her brother needed a kidney. That's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. I was washing dishes today, and
0: did I wash? I didn't wash dishes today. I was just walking around the house, I didn't do anything pr- productive. And I was thinking, how funny is that heightening of like, okay, my parents don't love me, they love my brother. What's the craziest joke you can make about that? And it's, they only had me to use my fucking kidney for him. Like, that's insane. That's so funny.
1: And she's, like, the girl that's, like, obsessed with New York and Broadway. Mm -hmm. And her brother chased his dreams to the Big Apples. And he's a drag queen. And the parents are just kind of blissfully unaware that Peter is, you know, Peter is who Peter is. And, oh, it's it's such a great such a great character Brittany plays it so well she plays she does it a so lot well mm-hmm.
2: yeah With it's this character it's almost as if she could there's this whole other movie that is her movie oh yeah that we I'd are missing that. like 70 minutes of but we get mm-hmm. the the 15 minutes of in this movie because she and really would, seems to own it
0: and I would watch like a at least 30 minutes of the American Sign Language Girl
2: <laughs> yes mm-hmm.
1: uh, there's another character who is obsessed with dogs mm-hmm. and she uh, how can she so you not see be? her room Everyone and is. there's like dog posters I mean dogs are perfect <sighs> dogs are perfect but uh, she, she uh, has a head injury because <laughs> she got hit by the flat side of a bolt from a DC-10 mm-hmm. and so she while talking to the documentary and just like pulls up her shirt and it's like they remade my belly from skin for my butt and you're just like I want more of her Mm -hmm. I want more of her dialogue I want her quotes I want to know about this bolt that hit her head
0: I mean like (sighs) we're all writers here like just to think of the character introduction of like the moment they do these interviews and this is like of course when this like interview stuff was very hot like it was just coming up you know like now we're kind of sick of it and writing another pilot with it is kind of I don't know is the world does the world need another of those formats but at the time it's very hot but still like they uh the writers and filmmakers really take um advantage of this in immediately just saying the crazy one thing about each character they were like whoa I want more like the ASL girl uses ASL as she dances like I mm-hmm. want to see that yeah. non like for like 20 minutes um the you know the girl with the brother who is a drag queen and she can never be as good as him like i want to watch that and yeah. it's just like each character like the girl yeah who talks about the, her butt skin used on her belly i'm like yes kirsten dunst is just <laughs> tapping around uh putting makeup on dead people i mean it's freaking brilliant
1: um, they also do like where they cut to other townsfolks and you kind of get a bigger picture of this world. And they, you know, they, they cut to the, the two, you know, the bad girls in the bathroom with the black lipstick and the chokers. And they're like, will you girls be competing in the pageants? And they're like, hell no. Look what happened to that dork ass farm girl, Tammy Curry. This pageant's a roach motel. And you're like, oh, I know those two girls in the bathroom. Like, I want, mm-hmm. you know, one's drinking or smoking while pregnant. Mm-hmm. The other's just, you know, doing the confessional <laughs> to camera. And you're like, I know exactly who those two characters are in under 15 seconds. Yeah. And they just paint this town in such a pretty vivid brush. I,
2: I will say, I think that's really the, the benefit and superpower of this genre. It's like exposition- heaven like you could just straight up say the funniest joke instead of thinking okay how can we get out that this person is uh, was only born because their brother was this you have to have some dialogue between two characters this uh, this genre really makes it where you could say hi I'm blank and here's the funny thing that I do uh, and mm-hmm. it does take advantage of it completely um, but yeah I think there's just something to this being able to exposition heaven <laughs> And just say exactly everything. There's <laughs> such a benefit to that, and I'm. Mm-hmm. I'd That's rather. Why it really have works to... for
0: comedy, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can just put jokes in the exposition. And nobody cares, right? Yeah.
1: hmm
0: Is there anything else we haven't mentioned?
1: Uh, so the end of the movie, uh, Amber is now the de facto right prize winner. Mm-hmm. So she gets to go on to state, and at the state competition, she's like. Oh, I should just go home. Like, these are real pageant girls. Well, there's also uh, a fun little, you know, it's just a flash of a second, but it's like seafood at the, you know, airport Howard Johnson, which was a huge deal to us getting to stay at the airport Hojo. So that is such an (laughs) iconic line to me. She's so excited to stay at the (sighs) airport Howard Johnson.
0: I am sorry to interrupt. I had to. Rewind twice to watch her, Kristen Dunst, and Allison Jenny's reaction to staying at that hotel. And I was like, this is fucking like master five seconds of acting I'm watching. As how yeah. excited they get as they're hearing the words. And they're like, just like Allison Jenny just loses it. It's insane.
1: The Howard Johnson in Oklahoma City, where I was from, had an indoor putt-putt and a hot tub. Mm-hmm. And that was like uh, the four seasons to me. Mm-hmm. Nothing
2: better up. than that.
0: Still nothing
2: better. Nothing
1: better than the atrium of a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like that fun specific was like just I mean it just drove home mm-hmm. how much this movie it was my hometown. So she uh by de facto wins the state competition cuz everyone else gets seafood poisoning. And you just see like a montage of vomit. And it is so funny. The camera guy shows up like the, the other news crew show up like in the interaction between the documentarians and the news crew again. I've never seen anything like it. And I live in L.A. is like what one of the, yeah, yeah. the characters says. I also have to say that I don't like one of my pet peeves
0: is throwing up. In movies, TVs, improv, yeah. theater, anywhere like I don't wanna see it, I don't wanna hear it, it's not funny to me ever. I was like, you know what, this is funny watching today. I'm like oh, wow. I'm 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 good with this scene. Because they really blew it up. Like they weren't like it's like all oh, persons just uh throwing up on the sidewalk. Like that's not funny. They're like people gonna throw up from third floor, <laughs> like from like inside the court. People just gonna throw in and, and like that is what made it funny.
1: Yeah. It's, it's the excess that makes it funny, mm-hmm. for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, even despite that, I like, dragging on a little bit, like I said. Not the scene, but just the, the movie at that point. I was like, mm. this is all so gold.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: I, I'm glad it's happening. And it moves so quick, you know, from them it's getting there. It's a short film. It's a nice
0: yeah, it's only like an hour and 37 minutes or something. Yeah, it's just
2: something about like when you feel like you've got through the hump of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, now we have this whole other place we have to go to. But they get through that and people get sick within minutes. So yeah. it doesn't move fast.
0: Yeah, it did feel like, whoa, is this the end of the movie when uh, Kirsten Downs' character like loses? And then or did it feel like, well, is this the end of the movie when we find out that when um, Denise Richards dies? uh and then it's like no there's another ending there's another ending but they are like short and sweet and they're fun
1: yeah and so she finally makes it to nationals and she's on a bus with you know miss minnesota she's she's miss minnesota she's on a bus with miss new york miss california miss everybody (laughs) and they show up to the sarah rose cosmetic headquarters where they're going to compete at this (gasps) national pageant only to discover it's been completely seized by the irs and the pageant is no more. And these beauty queens absolutely lose their shit. And they destroy the building. I mean, all of these women have had a traumatic journey to the crown, just like Kirsten Dunst, I'm sure. And they just completely lose it.
0: And it's so funny because no one really cries about it. Like I would imagine like some people cry, some people get angry, some people... I don't know, walk away, call their mom. No, they all get fucking pissed. And they start... They riot. Yeah. They riot. <laughs> and they take down this building. Uh, except Kirsten Dunst who sits, gets on the bus and leaves.
1: She just sadly leaves. But, uh, so, after Rebecca Ann Lehman combust, I think the best the best little, like, five minutes of the movie is, like, the very end, Um, so after Rebecca and Lehman dies in the belly of a swan, uh, she, Kirstie Alley confesses that she is the killer and that her husband sells reproductions and, you know, so she goes to prison and so they do a confessional of her in prison where she's like, oh yeah, I am making friends on the inside Mm -hmm. and she escapes prison and has a standoff. Like, where she's just trying to find, you know, she's trying to find Kirsten Dunst's character in the crowd. And it's like, so a a reporter gets struck by a stray bullet. (laughs) And so Kirsten Dunst, who wants to be Diane Sawyer, picks up, she she wants to be Diane Sawyer. Diane Sawyer had eight in her local pageant. Mm -hmm. She picks up the mic and she just goes into it and is like, (laughs) cool, calm, and collective reporting from the scene. And she gets out of Mount Rose, Minnesota and becomes the broadcast journalist she's always wanted to be.
0: This character, like, she has a very strong want. But it's not necessarily about the pageant itself. Like, she has a bigger goal in life. She just wants mm-hmm. to be the next Diane Sawyer. And, of course, <laughs>
2: magic... It's a means to be... an end, is the pageant. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's I freaking brilliant how she becomes one.
2: Although a little it's rude. Help the woman, maybe. Uh, but... <laughs>
1: There were there were so many people on the scene to help the woman. Somebody she had to report the her. news.
2: She poached yeah. that job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a great movie! I fucking loved it. Seems like Joe liked it a lot too. I
2: loved it. Yeah, it's a it's definitely one of those ones to tell all the homies to go watch right away.
0: Yeah, and is there anything else we need to mention before we go into the
2: ratings?
1: Um, I you know I think we've covered it. As best as we can.
2: Great. Yeah, you gotta see it, is all I would say to anybody. Yeah, if you're not we'll say more
0: by now. in our ratings, just to just gush. I'm gonna keep on gushing. Joe, do you wanna tell us, everyone here, how these ratings work?
2: Let's do it. So, what we're gonna do is we're gonna rate the movie on a scale of 0 to 10, using zero. a reference of another item or thing. So, for example, I'll go first. I think it would be easy to use best in show or uh, any other uh mockumentary but i'm gonna go with a new mockumentary that's not as well known killing gunther this is a mockumentary about an assassin trying to kill another assassin played by arnold schwarzenegger mm. and it came out maybe uh a year ago ish And um, I'm going to give that movie And I'm I'm using that because I think this movie does uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous has very contemporary humor Other than uh, Contemporary style If not topics And Finding Gunther I'm going to give a 4 Yikes Uh, It's pretty funny but it's mostly Stupid Hashtag Uh,
0: not worth it
2: (laughs) Not worth it even with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it I'm going to give this one a 10. Let's get to 10.
0: Fuck, dude. That's big. I don't think... Have you given a 10 before on this podcast? I'm not sure. I don't know. All right, I'll go next. And I will take not a mockumentary movie, but I will take a movie that is always fresh in my memory. That I love, and it's a great comedy, which is *Magruber*, aforementioned. Yeah. So *Magrubes* is for sure fucking just ten. Like, don't you know? You can't touch that. Can't. Um, it's just so funny. Uh, Will Forte. I mean, it's just insane. Um, I would say that *Drop Dead Gorgeous* is a solid eight. Like maybe edging to edging to eight point five. It's solid. It's like great. It's just like, you know, those little things that you just can't help it because it was made 22 years ago. Right. But, uh, but it's still a huge, huge wreck for everybody to watch. Most importantly, Erica, what about you?
1: All right. So I, I was debating going with uh, Swan Bellies or Anchorman, which is still the funniest movie I saw in theaters. Yeah. I fell out of my chair. During Anchorman. So, Anchorman's a 10. And I'm going to give Drop Dead Gorgeous a 10. Yes!
2: It's an so, Anchorman. So, not
0: falling out of the chair does not make you think that you liked it less.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That was just an think, accident. It was just, <laughs> it was just in the bed. chair. Anybody
2: could have fallen out of a
1: chair. Anybody could have fallen out of that chair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, that's a huge phrase, guys. I can't believe it. We all like gave it such huge it's I mean I feel like I just
2: funny yeah yeah, I feel
0: like a dick for giving it eight and a half but I honestly it's only because I'm like comparing it to like gold MacGruber yeah yeah Yeah. wow Erica thank you so much for not just coming on this podcast but also like getting us acquainted with this wonderful thing that I think we keep probably going back Joe
2: and I oh yeah I will be telling people to watch this I'll Mm -hmm. watch it with them because it just like there's probably jokes I missed even for sure
1: for sure on rewatch you'll catch like little idiosyncrasies like just little turns of phrases like I still have to rewind it when uh, like there's one scene where Kristen Dunst is often offered a drink and I, I like have never figured out what the dialogue in that scene is it just is funny (laughs) it makes me laugh but I don't know what the dialogue is and
0: you know what I watch with subtitles and I recommend y'all do this well but I watch everything with subtitles so it's not anything special here Mm -hmm. Erica would you like to tell our audience where they can find you
1: yeah you can find me at iconic Erica Curry Mm. Uh, Erica Curry was taken so I I thought I'd (laughs) elevate (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: I'm an aspiring icon Erica and with the so, K, I should say. Yes, Erica with a k Curry with the C. Mm. What were my parents thinking? Crazy.
2: <laughs> should have called, called you, call you Tammy. Tammy.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find me at iconic Erica Curry on Instagram, and then you can find me over at the Trashy Trashy Podcast at Trashy Trashy Pod <laughs> on Instagram and on Twitter.
2: Tell everybody what that's all about too.
1: So we talk about garbage people and trashy news stories every week. And then we also tell the audience why me and my co-host have been trash.
2: Oh, wow. It's very fun stuff. Check it out.
0: It's very fun. And I have to say, it's, it brings me joy on Instagram because I'm getting like a lot of news from, from the post, from the podcast. Cause Good. That, that, I mean, that's the point. Yeah, <laughs> that I get very excited about. Yeah. So I recommend.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Joe, what about you? What are you doing with your life? What about
2: me, everybody? Well, uh, by the time this is posted, issue two of my comic book should be out along with issue one. So go buy them. Uh, Gumroad.com slash Joe Cabello or just follow me at Joe Cabello on Twitter. You'll find the links. And you know what? I'll post a a coupon code Shut Up I Love It, people. Oh, my God. Shut Up I Love It. All lowercase, no spaces. Shut up, I love it. You'll get a discount on both comics.
0: And please, please follow us on at least two platforms that I know of, Twitter and Instagram, maybe Facebook, at Shut Up, I love it, one. And also email us at the email address that I don't know in the description of this episode that you can find <laughs> it. Elizabeth Salute, thank you for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this amazing track. And thank you and you and you and you (laughs) for listening.